0: Hello, hello, yo, yo,
1: yo. We're back. Hello. Yes. Everybody is full into football season. Full into back to school. How y'all mm-hmm. feeling? Alan, how you feeling about Rodgers? You all right?
0: About see why you gotta go no right to the <laughs> Jets. Like we were talking <laughs> about team. all of these wonderful things. That's so your first team. Of all, that's a team that I, I appreciate. From you time just to went time. to a game this week. Yeah, I was at the um game and it was wonderful. I'll tell you something funny. So so um yes, Aaron Rodgers got injured in the first four minutes
1: second yes
0: okay sure uh yeah second i don't think he was out there for a minute <laughs> but um by the end of the game when we came back and we won it overtime um everybody got so excited that like people are literally throwing bottles of water in the air like i'm getting soaked i throw my water in the air what then i start of? checking my pockets and i'm like where's my phone would you believe i had thrown my phone in the air and didn't realize it and thankfully i found it, it oh didn't my go god yes it you was were th- in a
1: frenzy <laughs> i don't think black people do stuff like that i don't think we'd be throwing Just stuff it, in the air like that apparently we do especially now water you know, it must have not been no good hairstyles around because that is not going down
0: yeah well you know what's crazy though is i think like white folks have to be the first to throw the water and then it's like uh, it's okay for everybody else to throw water so once water was thrown i started throwing my water and next thing you know my your phone, phone you
1: could have hurt somebody
0: I don't know if I just dropped it or if I threw it. I have no idea, but I did find it.
1: Hence, for those who've been listening to the podcast for a while, if you did listen to the episode about Alan losing his wallet, I'm pretty sure it was... Alan does stuff and just doesn't pay attention. I don't know if I dropped it. I don't know if I threw it. <laughs> like, same thing on that day with your wallet. You swore somebody pickpocketed you, but in reality, you probably just left it there. Yeah. So, eh. that's what we're dealing with here. That's what we're... How are you feeling about where it's getting it's starting to feel a little fallish the other morning i stepped out and it was slightly brisk outside how do you feel about it
0: yeah i mean for you who likes to layer up and and wear all your clothes (laughs) i'm sure it's great for me i like the sun i like the warm weather
1: i love summer you know i love summer you know i love hot weather so don't put that on me i'm not a fall girl i hate i don't hate winter because i just don't go outside but i hate being cold um, But I love summer, but, you know, it was a little brisk.
0: Yeah, so we're, moving, we're moving into hat optional territory for oh me my right gosh. now, which is a major decision because, you know, I got waves and everything. Uh,
1: oh, so. for our listeners, our listeners, yeah, Alan's the lying. Waves the, spinning, the waves you know, or The waves? No. To wear a
0: hat or not to wear a hat has a major impact on your outlook. So,
1: y'all, this is an, clearly an audible medium, so you can't actually see the truth, but... Alan's waves are doing any, they're not even waving. First of all, they're not waving. Therefore, they're not spinning. Uh, <laughs> so it's quite murky over there. And yeah. um, so you should just put the hat on, whether it's fall or not. Oh my gosh. So just a thought. Whatever. That's not what we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, we're talking about fire and desire today. How mm. about
1: that? Okay. All right.
0: It was pain before. I knew you I
1: pressure. knew you were gonna start singing. I knew you were gonna start singing. You know what I used to do, Tiffany? I
0: used to love them and leave them. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I used to do. Use and abuse them. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> so crazy. Every time I love karaoke. Every time my wife and I are at a karaoke place, she always wants to do duets. Like so fire and desire is one, but she also likes to do um oh man,
1: what is that song? Beyonce and Jay-Z? Oh, no, no, no. It's old. Hold on. Oh, There was a Beyonce and Jay-Z song. Their first song they did together was like uh, Bonnie and Clyde or whatever. I thought that was the worst song that ever came out. That's a great song. That's man. a horrible song. It's so all I need. Him" It's such a lazy-ass song. And I was disappointed in Jay-Z for
0: participating in something like that. So, yeah. So, Fire and Desire. So, we're talking about... um interest rates you know like rates have been high for a long time but they have been low for like so long it's kind of strange isn't it kind of strange like I living don't in a listen. world
1: I where, don't rates remember. Are where they are i mean here's the thing and i think a lot of our listeners can kind of relate if you're it it doesn't always apply to everybody if that makes sense right like so i don't have credit card debt um i'm not you know, getting a new mortgage or anything right now, I'm not applying for any type of loan right now. And so I don't feel the effects as much, The pain, right? Yeah. I don't feel the pain as much. So I think it's always like, are you, it depends on when you're participating, right? Like it depends on when you are participating in this situation. I don't feel the pain as much. If I were looking to buy a house right now um, or looking to buy a car or, you know, spending, you know, getting new credit card debt or retail debt or anything like that, I would feel it a little bit more or buying, you know, all types of things. But I don't really feel it right now myself. I am adjacent, though, right? So my boyfriend just bought a new car and there was a, a interest rate on that. Um, and did and he then get I, a
0: foreign? Like, that's that's what the listeners want to know. Did he get a did, foreign? Did, or?
1: First of all, that's his business. I can't did talk he about...
0: get a foreign?
1: If, if they put him in Check a foreign.
0: here if he got a foreign. <laughs>
1: okay? <laughs> Our, uh, boyfriend is not interested in a foreign. Um, okay. But also I am selling, I'm selling um, my dad's house right now. And so I, it has been a bit of a factor for the buyers. Um, yeah. So you know, who, you know, I've accepted an offer and we're, you know, we're still in getting that resolved, but I know for them, it was a bit of an issue. And like, they made some changes around like how much of a loan they originally wanted a certain amount of loan. And then they came down considerably and were like, all right, we'll put up more cash and just take out less loan. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with with this interest rate and this fire and desire. So I say still like to say, yes, this the world that we're living in with interest rates is kind of crazy right now, but I think that everybody's not feeling it right now. So for those who are like, is it really that bad? No, it may not be that bad for you right now because you're not participating. But the moment you step your feet in, the moment you're ready to do something, you're going to feel what's going on. That's a fact.
0: That's a fact. So let's talk about the data a little bit. So the Fed has raised interest rates 11 times since March of 2022.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's actually 11 times.
0: 11 times. And a bunch of them, one, two, three, four times, they raised interest rates by three quarters of a percent at one time.
1: It like, does feel egregious. Like, it. first of all, it feels like, sit your ass down somewhere. Like, but it does feel egregious, And I get it, right? Like the reason for the shift in interest rates is to have an impact over the economy, right? Like it's not just to be doing stuff. And I know it might feel like that for a lot of people, but you know, when the Fed decides to raise or lower interest rates, it is because they're trying to slow down or kind of speed up mm-hmm. what's happening in the economy.
0: That's a fact. That's a fact and so the fed you know they they were really fighting inflation it's a battle royale they they've been you know on one corner you got the fed and the other corner you, you've got inflation and, and it's working right so the fed has been uh really so focused on inflation because employment has been really strong like they really have two goals one is to keep inflation steady but their bigger goal is really to keep uh, unemployment within a certain range and they're below the range on unemployment so now they focus on inflation and so the good news about the fed and raising rates and jerome powell is the notion that they're pretty much done so like we we looked at a survey this week you know the feds meeting this week I know that's all anybody's talking about on social media right now definitely not sure definitely not what anybody there's
1: what they're really talking about right now is this new cardi b and megan uh the stallion song no one's really talking about jerome powell it's called bongos let's leave it right there we have a this is a family friendly show for the most part Okay. Um, It's called bongos.
0: I I, I think I'm getting an idea of what kind of bongos (laughs) we're talking about, having never heard the song. Yeah. Um, But right now, so 95% of economists feel that the Fed is going to keep rates steady this week.
1: How many? 95% of
0: Mm. economists.
1: So many people could be so wrong. Okay. Let's see. What do you think, Alan? Because I don't think that's what's going to happen. What do you think? Yeah.
0: I think the Fed probably stays pat this week, just leaves Mm. rates unchanged. Okay. I'm with the 95%. I think they need to.
1: No, of course. They should have been to that. They they needed to stop a long time ago. Like, I just think they just keep going. I don't think, I don't, I think it's going to go up this week. So hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. But
0: there's also an expectation that by between April and June of 24, so next year, the Fed's going to start cutting rates, right? And so- This is a
1: toxic relationship. It's toxic.
0: Yeah. So- Jerome Powell has been beating his bongos about um, (laughs) higher for longer is his mantra. So like, meaning like, even if they start to cut, he's not going to cut, but so much like I think we we can kind of brace for maybe not where we are exactly right now, but certainly higher than zero for a longer period of time. That's what the fed is, is bongoing about right now. So you know, the, the headline is that, look, rates are high right now, but they are expected to go lower in the future, but they may not be as low as what we've had in the past. Is that a good summary of, of interest rates?
1: I want them to go lower. I want them to be back.
0: Oh, for sure. I want sure. that old
1: thing back, <laughs> for sure.
0: So let's talk about, so so the, the notion of fire and desire is just the idea that there's pain and there's also pleasure. We've Talked a lot about the the pain aspect that Tiffany's not feeling, but some folks are kind of feeling that pain. So let's talk about what to do if you are thinking about buying a home. Because like you mentioned, and by the way, Tiffany, did you guys get a price? Did you lock in on a contract for selling the home? Did you get the price you wanted?
1: Um. So uh, no, Um, we didn't get the price that we wanted. And I think, it honestly, I do think it had to do with interest rates. I think it had to do with the fact that like, people aren't, able to afford the loan right now because interest rates are so high. And so um, no, we didn't get the price that we wanted. It wasn't, it's it's still a great price. Honestly, here's the thing. And I'm not, (laughs) our real estate agent was like, you know, you guys should start here, but honestly you could go all the way up here because the house is such a great house. And we literally ended up, back where she told us to start so what it's not a bad price but we didn't get what we thought we could have gotten and i think it had everything to do with loans
0: yeah did you, like versus where you listed it like how many percent how many percentage points are for you
1: mm, probably like it's more than 10 percent.
0: really mm-hmm. interesting we've got the situation in the housing market right now where a bunch of people piled into houses uh, during COVID and they bought them at really low interest rates mm-hmm. and now they can't really sell them because rates are so much higher that that yeah. same house, the mortgage is going to be significantly higher. And so yeah, are kind of sitting pat for that reason. We're seeing a lot more interest in new homes right now, Right, new homes. And, and, you know, basically like, even though rates are higher, it may not make that big of a difference for the buyer. Like if you've got a lot of cash in the bank, if you, you know, the difference between a 6% and a 7% mortgage might only be like a couple hundred dollars a month, which for somebody, it's not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? But what we are telling people to do is number one, you still got to rate shop. Like even though rates are higher, you've got to look under all the bed corners and everywhere to try to find the best rates, you know, ask your current bank first, then try to find maybe a mortgage broker who can shop rates across a few different places. And then also ask your real estate agent and and see what kind of ideas they have as well. But we yes. do have some some other ideas, Tiffany.
1: I was going to say, yeah. And so I think the buyer for uh, my dad's home was kind of in the predicament where they had some cash in the bank. So it, it didn't seem, at least I wasn't a part of the conversation, but it didn't seem hard for them to pivot when they were like, you know what, we're just going to put up you know, we're gonna put up more money um down and take a smaller loan. Um, I mean, clearly they had that money sitting somewhere. Um, that's and so nice. <laughs> right? That's a, that's exactly what I thought. Um uh, like, okay. Um, but again, I think whatever's going on in the in the financial world and in interest rates and all the things, like it doesn't apply to everybody all the time, but it will apply to you eventually, even if it's not directly even if it's indirectly it will show up in some way shape or form and again for me like i'm not looking for any loans right now like i don't have any credit card debt or things like that but it is impacting me in you know, handling my father's estate and what we would have gotten on a home if interest rates were probably better. Also, you know, you talked about people who bought all these houses in COVID at these low interest rates. You know, the one thing I will say is that, you know, that's not my situation. My father had this house. We built this house as a family. So this house is Um, easily over 30 years old. So we are the only owners of this house. So it's still a win, right? Like (laughs) we've been sitting on this house for a long time. It's still a win for us, even if we didn't get the super amazing price that we thought we were going to get. But again, it does have an impact. So, you know, think about it in other ways. If you are in real estate, if that's kind of like your investment portfolio, or, you know, if you're liquidating for a variety of reasons, what's happening, this fire and desire might have an impact on you.
0: That's a fact. So the average interest rate on a mortgage right now is hovering right around 7%, but there are a bunch of mortgages that are under 7, right? Um, One thing that folks used to consider a good idea was ARMS, adjustable rate mortgages. So ARMS used to be really popular for really two reasons. Number one, they tend to have a lower kind of starting interest rate, meaning like it, it typically would be 25 basis points or a quarter of a point to a half a point lower as a starting point um, and then after you got past the fixed rate period of an arm an arm and adjustable rate mortgage typically has a three-year or a five-year or a seven-year period where the rate will be fixed and then it'll start floating after that and typically that first period people found that that rate was a little bit better um also there used to be this view that rates were going lower like i remember when i bought my first house my rate was six percent and you know clearly rates drop down to three right And if I had an arm I would have automatically been adjusting lower um people who've been in arms recently have probably been struggling right if you've got an arm where you're past that fixed rate period your your rate might be like eight or nine percent right now um but I will say arms are going to start to make a comeback because there is a view right now that if the Fed doesn't raise interest rates this week if inflation expectations start to go down then we might see mortgage rates back down at six percent by the end of the year. Um, certainly by next year, we might see mortgage rates at about six. And then, if the view is that rates are going lower, then ARMs might start to look a little bit pretty again. So, if I were looking at a mortgage right now, I would consider an ARM. I was but just gonna I'm just going to ask you
1: that: Would you? You would really consider an ARMs?
0: Well, I'm looking at rates right now, right? So I can see rates on ARMs right now. A three one ARM is six and a half percent, right? If I could lock up for three years and then float after that, there's a good chance I'll be under 6.5% within three years versus I could get a a 30-year fix right now at 6.75.
1: Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's the devil that I know. And if I need to refinance at some point in time, like I'll be down for that. But this whole in three years, hopefully things are better. When in three years, it could be a whole SHIT show. Um, like, I don't know, I I don't, for me personally, as someone who does budget, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, and likes to know what they're paying consistently, I need my number to stay the same. And I don't want any surprises in the, it's like, it's like gambling, right? Like hopefully it'll go down or it could very well go up. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now you're taking a view like, it's for some people you're right. They're not willing to take that that view i just know right now it's pretty i won't say it's pretty clear but you know i i feel in my heart that uh the fed's just about done you know like of course it could go the rate could go a little bit higher but i don't expect another 11 rate increases like i don't expect rates to cuz we don't he don't the fed doesn't want the economy to collapse they just want things to kind of slow down so I, I would consider it you know maybe for you and and for folks who want more certainty it's not a good idea but We should keep talking about this fire and desire concept. Okay. I think it's very appropriate for where we are right now.
1: All right, so stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins.
0: I'm Alan Boomer.
1: And we're the Momentum Advisors.
0: Momentum Advisors
1: So we are back. Yes. Fire and desire of interest rates for some people, this is not desirable, and for some people, it's fire. We haven't gotten to no. those people just yet. There is a part of the show we will talk about people who are loving these interest rates. That's um
0: And the inspiration for the show, of course, is Rick James and Tina Marie. Mm. But you know, before the break, we were talking about karaoke. So my wife loves to do "Solid" as a rock by Ashford and Simpson. That's the mm-hmm. song she always wants to do, and I'm like.
1: I don't really know that song like that. <laughs> well, isn't that karaoke? The words are on the screen. I know, but you gotta kind of know the song. You just need to know the beat, the melody. I know <laughs> that ha, 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 yeah. I know that part.
0: That's it's a good, that's a good little karaoke song. I can't lie. Knock knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so before the break, we were talking about uh, buying a home and, you know, the, the impact of higher interest rates. But there there's a, a little cheat code that I learned about recently okay. that might help somebody. Have you ever heard, Tiffany, of an assumable loan?
1: Like a loan where you assume if you're going to pay it or not? <laughs> nah.
0: nah, an assumable loan is imagine you're selling your your home and instead of the buyer getting a new mortgage imagine if they took over the old mortgage with the three percent rate that you got locked in
1: so yes and it's actually something i have heard of um and it's something that i was asked about because i do have a low interest rate and i'm not selling my home i have no interest in selling my home not selling my home please no one please ask me about selling my home um but someone was talking to me and they were like, do you have an assumable mortgage in that someone would be able to assume the interest rate? Because if you do, when you do sell your home, you could sell it at a higher price just based off of the fact that you have such a low and attractive interest rate.
0: That's a fact. So here's the stats around mortgage rates. So even though we know the average mortgage rate for a new buyer is over is around 7%, there are almost 15% of mortgages right now, outstanding, that are between 2 and 3%. There's about 20% that are between 3% and 4%. 15% are between 4 and 5%. So when you really look at the mortgage market, like more than half the market is under 5%.
1: And I'm under 3
0: You see how you just like to rub it in?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm under 3%. Y'all better assume it. Y'all better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Normally, what they say when you assume you make a, a right out, out of you and me. me. But,
1: well, I'm making yeah. an ass out of y'all because <laughs> I got it.
0: Because <laughs> I'm trying not to curse. Because we got kids listening. We get complaints. The FCC. I'm a curse sometimes. Our, First of all, the FCC
1: us. is not on us, and I'm a still They're curse. i have already cursed in this episode.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, you probably did. I don't remember. I'm gonna keep the but... big
1: ones out. The big ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um twenty two percent of active mortgages are part of government programs that have assumption features me that's yeah. me
1: well, no, yeah. here's the thing I think I don't think I am anymore, so I was in a federal program, and I think I refinanced out because mm. when I was in the federal program, my interest rate was around like four point two five and then oh I God. refinanced out to two point seven five
0: This is how we know that nothing's good enough for women, like. <laughs> like- Y'all will never be satisfied. You got a rate of four and a quarter and it wasn't good enough for you?
1: That's not what happened. So I will tell you, and I actually do love my mortgage lender, which is wild to say. The, the current one, because they were the one that was like, nah, you have to refinance. And I, with you, I was like, no, I'm fine. I have a great interest rate. I'm good. And they were like, Tiffany, literally, you absolutely have to refinance right now. And I was like, I'm not trying to go through no paperwork. And they were like, you're not going to go through any paperwork they were like, we need you to sign two things and allow an inspector to come out. And that's it. And that's literally all I had to do. Um, And within a year, within a year of buying my home, I got refinanced down to 2.75.
0: Praise the Lord.
1: Shout out to Planet Home Lending.
0: Yeah. So here's how a transaction might look with an assumable mortgage. So you, you would have to assume that the mortgage balance is probably lower significantly lower than the selling price on the house so let's say somebody's selling a house for 500k and they've got an assumable mortgage but with a three hundred thousand dollar balance so the person could assume the loan for the 300k and let's say that rate is 2.75 so they got kind of a really great deal on the biggest part of the mortgage they then might have to go out and take out a second mortgage and that second mortgage might cover the difference between you know what they have as a down payment and the 300,000 they got from the from the assumable mortgage um so they might find that blending it together they might have a you know a $150,000 loan for 7% and a $300,000 loan for 2.75 you blend it together and they're probably right at the 4.25% that Tiffany had to start that she wasn't happy with <laughs> cuz women are never happy
1: Listen I will say That's that funny. bought my mortgage payment down like
0: $700 and now you give that money to charity and the
1: Lord yep <laughs> both of <laughs> them like, um. both of them um. yep. um? <laughs> 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 yeah
0: well all I, I've noticed that instead I think you you've now got a second place. And <laughs> I will say the labels you're accumulating have increased. That's what I. mean well, the labels okay. have not
1: increased. The labels were always fire, fire and consistent. No, the
0: quantity of labels, like I'm like, they put labels on that. Like you been having like flip flops with labels. I'm like, they got label flip
1: flops now. Label flip flops. Shut
0: up. <laughs> yeah, it used to just be, you know, just your Gucci belt. Now you got.
1: I do you not. You got a
0: Gucci key I've ring? i never oh owned a Gucci p-
1: or a Gucci key ring. Thank Whatever. you very much. Lies. But I did Lies. get a second place. See, if you go ahead and get that get that low interest rate, ladies, you can know go ahead and get you a second, a second home.
0: Yeah. So not a lot of people are doing these loan assumptions. Uh, in the last year, there's been only about 3,349 but it's up from 2500 the year before so more people are doing real estate assumptions just not a whole lot of people but like the the truth of the matter is like most government loans whether it's an FHA loan a VA loan a USDA loan most of these loans are assumable and so you should look into whether the seller has an assumable loan, and if you yourself are selling your home, why not list that as part of your listing that, hey, you can assume this loan?
1: No, it's it makes it extremely marketable. Again, so when I did my home purchase, it was a 203K, which is a federal program. So it was an assumable loan. If I would have left and stayed with that loan at the 4.25, it would have remained an assumable loan. I refinanced out to a lower interest rate, so I no longer have an assumable loan, but you know, they made it very, very clear to me. When you sell, make sure that's the first, first thing that you mentioned, that it's an assumable loan. It will really, really increase the value of the transaction. And you will be able to walk away with more money. Um, and it'll be very, very attractive to the buyer. So like never, never leave that out. So just check to Alan's point. If you have a mortgage loan under some sort of federal program, just find out if it's an assumable loan when it's time for you to sell, whether you're flipping or whatever you're doing, or whether it's just your primary residence, that will make it more attractive. And again, it'll be more valuable in your transaction.
0: Let's get into the fine print a little bit. So if the mortgage was originated after December of 1989, and if the buyer who's assuming the loan is credit worthy, the FHA has to approve the loan and they can't leave the original borrower on the note.
1: Yeah, so yeah, y'all are not in this together. Was a partnership. Like I'm out. Yeah. And so, yeah, from what I understand, like you are completely removed from it. They are taking it over. You are no longer a part of it. You are basically, you know, <laughs> um, passing this, passing this loan along. Right. You mm-hmm. can have it. I'm out. I don't want anything to do with it, which to me is like a huge, huge win for, for both sides.
0: Yeah, I guess it'd be like if you were married and you could just trade your spouse in. It's probably like that's a
1: show, isn't that the television show where like, um, like wife swap or something? You could swap your wife for a week. I'm talking
0: about permanent, like, but you got her, you got everything that comes with her. Okay.
1: Now here's the thing, right? Like here's the thing: if you have bad credit, right? Like if you know you don't have great, great credit. And so you know you would have gotten a mortgage loan, but you wouldn't have gotten that type of interest rate, regardless of what the Fed was doing. It's even more attractive, you know what I mean, to you. But in today's climate where Jerome is doing God knows what on any particular day, especially if he's a Jets fan, um, you know, like it'd be great for you to find a house with some sort of assumable mortgage.
0: Facts. But there is some fine print you gotta look into. So if it's a, a VA loan, for example, and you you give it to someone else they may still consider you to be part of that VA loan and you might not be able to get another one, right? And so if you're a veteran and you give your loan to somebody else, they may not let you go out and turn around and get another VA loan. So, you know, you wanna look into all that. Um, but again, I think it's, it's something, I had never heard of it until we started doing this research. There's actually a, a real estate company called Roam, R-O-A-M. It's a new company, it's a startup, but they really help people to find assumable loan properties they also help people to find that second mortgage that they can use to buy the home after assuming the loan as well so uh it's worth looking into for sure so we've talked a lot about the the pain part hopefully we've made the pain a little bit less less painful can we talk about pleasure? Yeah, bit?
1: listen. We, I like that side. Can we talk about the desire part of mm-hmm. fire and desire. You know what song so, I think about? Joy and pain.
0: Enjoy? Yep
1: pump hump it up pump it up right and pain keep it going like keep it going yeah like that's way more upbeat. yeah kick it to me raw bass i like that song <laughs> <laughs> it's better than fire and desire fire and desire is so sorted because of their actual <laughs> you kiss my lips like you yeah but he was they were doing on. drugs it yeah. was a lot of abuse Like, that's what I think about when I think of fire and desire. I guess sometimes
0: you need that. No, you don't. No,
1: you don't. There's no time where you need drugs and abuse. Okay?
0: Yeah. One of my homeboys told me that they out here choking each other nowadays.
1: Yeah, no, they are. Yes. Like That's
0: like a thing now.
1: Yes, it's a thing now. We're not going to talk about that on this show. But how about the more upbeat version of joy and pain?
0: Facts. facts. So rates are higher. It's great for savers. Um, We've talked a bunch in the past about bump your bank and different things you can do. We're going to run through that again in a little different way right now. So the one thing I want to caution people about is that, yes, you can get really, really great yields out of money market funds. You can get great yields out of high yield savings accounts, but it really is not a substitute for long-term investing. Like, I think it's really easy to say, oh, why don't I just put my money here and then I'm good? Like, you're missing out on what I'm gonna call the opportunity cost of being in other investments. Like this year, the stock market is up 20%. And like, yeah, you would have been great earning four or 5% in a savings account, but you would have done a lot better by investing in the stock market. And so let's not completely be fooled into focusing on just leaving our money in cash just because rates are good. But on that same note, don't just assume that your rate is good. There you go. Right? The average savings account, Tiffany, would you believe even though there are 5% accounts out there, the average savings account yields 0.4%? <laughs>
1: um, That's horrible. I mean, that's, you know, here's the thing. It depends, right? Like it depends on when you open the account and kind of like, because nowadays, yes, you are getting better interest rates on your savings account It's nothing amazing, but you are definitely getting better than 0.4%. But if you've had these accounts for some time, yeah, that's what it was back then.
0: That's a fact. So here's where you can get some better yields. So for one, there, there are high yield checking accounts. High yield checking accounts are basically like your regular checking account, but with a better yield. Mm-hmm. If you find an online bank, I'm seeing some of the better yields are between 3.3 percent and 4.6 percent um you know maybe it's not a brick and mortar bank but a high yield checking account is a good option Uh, another is high yield savings we've been getting a lot of inquiries about high yield savings um and folks are opening up accounts left and right Uh, i'm not really a huge fan of high yield savings because i know that there's better options out there but high-yield savings is a good option for someone and it's a good start
1: it's a good start for some people for sure
0: yeah i mean we always want you to have an emergency fund right and an emergency fund is money that needs to be sitting there with the ability for you to take the money out whenever you want so like we're fans of high-yield savings accounts Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong Uh, but the catch with a high-yield savings account is typically you can only move money out of the account a few times a month, right? And, like, that can be a catch for somebody. Do you have a high-yield savings account, Tiffany, or a savings account with <laughs> a better than 4% yield?
1: So I do have a savings account. I'm going to confess to you, it's not, it's not a high-yield savings account. Like, it's a savings account is that, like, I'm saving the money. Oh, but my it, God. Here's, okay. But it's just sitting in a brokerage account to be honest with you. I'm saving Mm. it, though. I'm saving it. But here's the thing. I did recently just open a savings account. I just opened a savings account. I do not know the interest rate on it at all. I don't know the yield on it at all. But um, my savings is sitting in a brokerage account. It's not invested. It's sitting in cash.
0: Okay. So here's what you should do tomorrow or the next day that your brokerage firm opens. I know which firm you're with. (laughs) Just buy a money market fund. Okay. What's wrong with that?
1: Nothing's wrong with that.
0: <laughs> so a money market fund is basically a mutual fund. A mutual fund is basically like a um, a, a package of investments. And that money market fund is going to go out and, and buy short-term debt instruments. So short-term treasury bonds. Short term loans to corporations. And in return, they give you the promise that the value is going to stay at a dollar, right? It's not going to fluctuate in price, but they're also going to give you a yield that is better than what you're getting in your savings account. So we're seeing money market fund yields right now 5.05% at Fidelity, 5.22% at Schwab, 5.11% whoa, whoa. at T Row Price.
1: Whoa. You said the next, as soon as my bank opens? As soon as my merger <laughs> account opens? Yeah. You said? Yeah. That would be a meaningful
0: and all, amount. Now they, they catch. So back in the day, brokerage firms used to automatically drop your money into a money market fund. It was the default. Uh, but these banks have figured out that they can make a lot more money by having their own bank deposit programs. And a lot of times the bank deposit program at a brokerage firm, the yields are like dumb low, like 0.5%, 0.4%. Um, but if you ask or if you, you know, if you if you are one of these folks who's never satisfied <laughs> and, and you're willing to, to put the pressure on them, ask them about a money market fund. And, and if they put you into this money market fund, not only do you get the diversification of having a lot of different, I want to call it um, issuers inside of your fund, meaning like they bought treasuries, they bought co- corporations, they bought some government bonds you also get a way better yield. Now, the only catch with a money market fund is if you then need to send out a wire transfer or you need to then turn around and buy stock, you now have to do a second transaction to sell out of the money market fund. But if you're just sitting there using it as savings, i.e. Tiffany Hawkins, why not take advantage of the higher yields of a money market fund?
1: Well, I guess I need to call my advisors at Momentum Advisors and ask them why they didn't take care of this for me.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, you opted to be self-directed, okay? <laughs> so let's talk about that. <laughs> Tiffany, be having some—I won't lie—you have some good stock ideas from time to time, just like every now and then. Even the <laughs> garbage can gets a stake. But um, <laughs> when you're from time to
1: time, I do great. Okay, thank you. When,
0: when you're self-directed, this is one of those things you've got to—you've got to tend to. You have got to put your money into a money market fund. Other things that folks should be looking at, why not take a look at some CDs right now? I'll give you some examples of where CDs are. So a lot of these online banks like Lending Club, one year CD, five and a half percent. What's wrong with that?
1: There's nothing wrong with it. I will tell you, I'm not a CD person, so I definitely have always considered CDs an option for me personally. I don't really love them, but in today's climate, with the interest rates and the ongoing increase, they just high interest rates that we're dealing with right now. CDs are again attractive, especially for those people who really just don't love or are not ready to really invest in the market or don't have full understandings just yet. You know, starting with CDs, I think is super helpful.
0: Yeah, and one way to you know invest in cds and and, and by the way this is not really for your emergency savings like emergency savings really needs to be in a money market fund because it
1: needs to be liquid like very available versus cds there's usually a lockup term it's not long sometimes you can determine what that is but the fact that it is locked up it cannot really serve you in the case of an immediate emergency
0: facts so one way to think about it is, okay, at least my 90-day emergency fund needs to be in a savings account or in a money market fund. Um, but maybe your six-month money, maybe your nine-month money or your one-year money could be in CDs. And so that you could build what's called a CD ladder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this is where you have maturities every 90 days or every six months or every, every year. So if you were to build a CD ladder right now, uh, I'm looking at sort of the, the levels of where yields are you can get your 90 day CD at five and a half percent, your six month CD at about Mm 5.6%, nine month at 5.48%, your one year at 5.5, your two year at five and a quarter, and your three year at 505. And the beauty of a a ladder is that for one, you're locking up that yield for a little bit of a longer period of time, right? Because we talked about the fact that in a year, interest rates might be lower. So if I've got my money in a savings account or in a money market fund, the moment, literally the same day the Fed cuts rates, my yields go down. But what if right now I could lock up for two or three years and know that those yields are locked in for that period of time, even if the Fed pushes rates down, I've already got the yields already locked in and confirmed. Um, The other reason why a, a ladder is good is that even if rates go up, Or down in the future, I'm pretty much insulated because I've got some yields already locked in. And if rates happen to go up, which I don't expect they will, and Tiffany thinks they will, um, and you've got CDs that are maturing, now you can go out and buy new CDs at a higher yield. So there's that. CD Ladders.
1: Okay. So there is some joy and pain, fire and desire when it comes to these interest rates. You may be participating in one side, the other, or both. But hopefully you know what's going on and this conversation is helping you think through what your plans are, where you're winning, where you're losing, and how you can enjoy a little bit of both sides of this game. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And with Momentum Advisors.
0: Ooh, it's the past.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisor Show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of The North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to the northstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out so we are back yes fire and desire Mm -hmm. joy and pain Mm -hmm. of interest rates i know it may not have sounded all that attractive from the beginning but i think if you made it through the podcast to this point you are learning that listen interest rates are always going to have an impact on you, not just because they're high right now. When they're low, it feels good to some people, and it still feels bad to other people, right? There's always the joy and pain side of interest rates, depending on which side of the coin that you are on. So again, they're high right now, and that feels like more pain for some But I'm guaranteeing it's probably a win for others in regards to, you know, where their money is sitting. If it's in these high-yield checking accounts, CDs, a variety of other instruments, it could feel like joy for you.
0: Facts. So we're in this higher-rate environment, and we got to just deal with it. You know, Tiffany says all the time, we here now. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to deal with it. So we're going to just end the show just talking about some tips on how to deal with these higher rates and some of it's on the fire side, some of it's on the desire side. So the first thing I'll say is if you're buying a house and and you, I think most people in terms of building financial wealth, like buying a house is really a cornerstone of that. Like, don't worry about whether it's a good time to buy a house. Don't worry about what the rates are, mm. like stick to your plan. Yeah. Because I really do believe that home buying is a big part of wealth creation, even if the home doesn't appreciate in value the simple fact that you're paying off the mortgage over time, it gives you equity in your pocket that later, you can Cash out on, and it's a part of your net worth.
1: I agree with this tip wholeheartedly. Um, especially like if this is your primary residence, or you plan on living or staying in this home or keeping this home for a while, like please don't try to like time the interest rates and all these other things. Just go ahead and do it. It is a wealth building strategy, like I talked about. You can refinance out if that's really a big deal for you later on down the line when things are more attractive, but you don't want to delay your wealth building strategy. Um, like get started today with where it's at and if it can only get better later on down the line then great take advantage of that but again you don't know what's going to happen and when it comes to you know again if it's your primary residence somewhere that you're going to be at anyway something that you're going to own for a long time go ahead and get started and start playing
0: facts the other thing is like it doesn't have to be your forever home like i think people who are buying homes are expecting they're going to be there for like 40 years like just get started with a home and in five years, maybe you get another one or refinance it if the rate wasn't good. But I think, you know, again, don't let this interest rate environment trick you into thinking that you should be avoiding buying a home just because you think rates are too high. Uh, The next thing I would say is if you do have high interest debt, like now is really the time. I mean, really, you should have done it already. I was gonna we're say, not going to judge.
1: yeah, always, we're always is the time. When, when is the time to pay down your high interest debt? Always. Um, yeah, but especially about, right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a high interest debt situation, whether it be a credit card, home equity loan, uh, you got to look into something like you, you've got to get that debt paid off, because often when you've got a high interest rate of debt, the yield you're paying out is greater than the the earnings you're getting in your investment portfolio so you're really hustling backwards if you're paying off a 17 or 23 percent debt when your investments are only growing by seven or eight percent so pay it off
1: so another thing that we talked about earlier is just kind of like also just chill out like don't do anything too crazy with your investments Please understand that we've talked about this so many times. And so we're going to always be repetitive with it. Investing requires time and kind of like riding the wave. And so just because interest rates are going up or going down or a lot of things are happening, yeah, it may be time for a shift and moving things around a little bit. But like, don't start going crazy. Don't start liquidating things. Don't start trying to project big things ride the wave, take advantage of what's available. Talk to a professional, or again, if you feel confident in your understanding of the market or your portfolio, when you want to make some shifts here and there, feel free to do so, but don't start making huge, sudden investment moves.
0: Facts. Another tip, and this, I, I hate to say, Tiffany, you are the the um, poster child of, of this tip. I'm sorry. Um,
1: Being wonderful? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Always not, be wonderful not, not in, in any interest case, rate climate.
0: Not in this case, like being in a, in a high rate environment means you can't be lazy with regards to how your money is sitting around, mm. right? You've got to do the work of finding a higher yielding savings account, finding a CD, finding a money market fund, because it's not a given that your bank's going to give you a better yield just because rates are high. Like if you look at the big banks, I think it's like straight up disrespectful. So even CDs, I'm looking at CDs at the biggest banks, our biggest banks in this country, Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo. Would you believe that Chase is offering a one-year CD for 0.01%? That's trifling. Bank of America is offering a one-year CD for one year at 0.03?
1: Yeah. Like
0: Wells Fargo, 1.5. Like this is disrespectful. Yeah, that's, that's disrespectful. And so if they're offering that for a CD, can you imagine what their savings rates are? Right. Right. So now is not the time to be lazy and just assume that you're taking advantage of these higher interest rates. Like, Because again, if you've got 10K in the bank, and hopefully a lot of our listeners do, over the course of a year, a 5% rate is an extra 500 bucks in your pocket.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's loot. Like, that could buy you some Gucci
1: flip-flops or whatever. <laughs> Label symphony's been rocking. Whatever. It'll,
0: it'll help. Don't even rock Gucci like
1: help. that. Chill out.
0: All right. So you got to do some work. You, gotta uncover. you got to uncover. You can't just assume that you're getting paid what you're supposed to be getting paid in your bank account.
1: And then what I would say is you got to work on boosting your credit score, right? Like, a lot of times you are more vulnerable to these interest rate hikes and issues when your credit is poor. If you have good credit, you are always going to get the best interest rate available. But when you don't have good credit, not only are you gonna get a higher interest rate, they are then gonna capitalize on what's already happening in the market. Like you wanna put yourself in the best position possible to be able to pay the least amount of money on these loans. And so now is the time. It's always the time. Again, I think this is kind of like what we were saying before. It's always a good time to start working on your credit score, but you're going to feel it even more when interest rates are high and now you need money and you're paying considerably more because you have a low credit score.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. The unfortunate thing about the way money is set up in America is that you're really penalized. Like you're penalized for everything. by your credit score uh you're penalized like think about like even this notion of like the d- disparity between savers and, and and borrowers, right like there's so many folks that are in debt, and those interest rates are sky high
1: mm-hmm.
0: right compared to the yields you get on saving and if you are one of those folks who um is more in debt than than money in the bank like you're really unfortunately catching hell right now and so having a good credit score is one of the ways that you can kind of counteract things and it's always a good time to have a good credit score so
1: so that's it There's it a lot of joy and pain right and i think the yeah. thing that i love about this episode today is that We definitely talk about, it's always two sides of a coin. So when you are watching MSNBC, CNBC, and you're hearing about an interest rate hike or increase, and you're just like, oh my God, this world, this economy is just so bad. This is just so horrible. It's not necessarily the case. Like it's not horrible for everybody. It's not horrible depending on uh, where your money's invested, how you're thinking, your overall strategy. If you have a ton of retail debt or just high interest debt, yeah, it's a problem for you. If you are currently in the market for a home or some sort of loan, yeah, it makes things a bit more difficult for sure. But if you are invested, if your money is sitting where it's supposed to be sitting, it's also a win for you. So recognize both sides of the coin and also recognize if you are only sitting on one side, then you need to get involved on the other side. So to Alan's point, I'm going to stop being lazy with where my savings is sitting. Um, and within the next 24 hours, I will go ahead and call Momentum Advisors. Um and have them uh move uh some of my money around so that I can take advantage of the desire of these interest rates,
0: or move it around yourself, self-directed. <laughs> you did all those <laughs> stock trades yourself. <laughs> Don't put it on us. Do it yourself. Last I checked, you the COO, my guy. <laughs>
1: I'm just gonna say that's why I can't get no love. That's
0: operations. Okay, that's... I
1: can't get no love. Give
0: yourself the love. My
1: own firm. Jeez.
0: Do your give yourself the love. Payroll's okay. late
1: this week. Just remember how y'all was acting. <laughs> That's all Whatever, I'm saying. Yeah. So we will be back next week. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the momentum advisors. Momentum. Momentum.